everyone. Welcome to another episode of the Pop Rewind podcast brought to you by poprewind.com. I'm Lee. And I'm Linz. And this is... The Ridiculously Self-Indulgent Ill-Advised Vanity Episode. Yeah, and wait a minute. We're not that self-indulgent. We will be this episode. Oh, that's right, folks. We're going to be talking about our experience of meeting the Polka King himself, Weird Al Yankovic. It was amazing. Yes, yes. Uh, We were very fortunate recently. Uh, We saw Weird Al on his current tour, which is called... The Ridiculously Self-Indulgent Ill-Advised Vanity Tour. And so, hence the name of this podcast. Uh, you know, normally Weird Al's known for doing like these big multimedia extravaganza shows with video clips and costume changes. Yeah, a lot of shenanigans. A lot of shenanigans. And they're fun. Like, Oh, yeah. It, no, I've been to a few, a couple, and it, it's always been a good time. Yeah, for sure. But it's made for, I mean... Fans and people who are dragged along, I think. It's very much accommodating for every... It's it's so everybody could have a good time at the Weird Al show. Yeah, so your dad brings you and he can at least hear Eat It. Yeah. Oh, he played Eat It. All right. Yeah, yeah okay. I remember that one. Mm-hmm. Uh, you know, and the video clips are funny and everything. So they're, it's a fun show, but fans have been wanting something more. Oh, and they got it. Some deeper cuts. These were... Real deep. Deep as it gets. Well, no repair for you, but... Yeah, well. Uh, So, on his current tour, he's out there singing not the parodies that he's known for, but basically all the B-side originals to them. Yeah, which, I know what you're thinking, probably not going to be great, but it was so good. Oh my gosh. So, I tried to count it up the other day, and I think I've seen Weird Al... 17 or 18 times. Oh, I thought it'd be more for some reason. Like, yeah, me too. Maybe 290. Yeah, right? No, no, I'm not not that guy. Okay. Um, I'm kind of jealous of that, but uh, no, I've, I've seen Weird Al just, I think, every tour since uh, Bad Hair Tour in 1996, and usually more than once on a tour, so um, that's just added up over the years, and uh yeah this was a different experience yeah i mean i've i've this was my seventh time yeah you and i've been to a few yeah four i think this was yeah this was our fourth one together yeah i just just pulled that number out of my i know i think it's out of my rectum no because toledo detroit windsor and now this yeah you know we like to sightsee and Travel together and just go to Weird Al concerts. <laughs> well, I mean, there's nothing else I'd rather do. True. Okay, it's so a little backstory, and you would know this if I weren't so lazy and had finished editing at a podcast we recorded over a year ago. Uh, long story <laughs> short, how Linz and I met is that when we were kids, like age 12-ish, that's right, yeah. Yeah, 12, 13-ish, I think. Yeah, uh, doesn't matter. Yeah, we both had... Uh, Weird Al websites, and we were neighbors on GeoCities. <laughs> if you remember being neighbors on there, we're on the Sunset Strip. Yeah, come on down to Sunset Strip. Um, but yeah, we both had Weird Al fan sites. Uh, I think both linked on WeirdAl.com because Bermuda, his drummer, would run the official, and I think he still does to a point. Yeah, yeah. Uh, he runs the official Weird Al website and was really cool about talking to fans and supporting fan works. 
his drummer was really tapped into the internet and fandom early. We both had our own Weird Al fan sites, and we each had lists on our site of the VHS bootlegs we had and TV appearances that we had of Weird Al and what we were looking for. And one day we contacted each other because I would have all the Canadian stuff and Lee would have the American stuff. Yeah. So it felt like a pretty good trade. And I remember at the time I was, you got to remember, we were doing this before we like were old enough to get a driver's license. (laughs) (laughs) There was no YouTube. There was no torrenting. Yeah, that too. This was, if you wanted to see Owl Music 3 that only aired in Canada, you had to make a connection with a Canadian. And that Canadian had to get her dad to hook two VCRs up together. (laughs) (laughs) And go to the dollar store for some tapes. It's Canadian Tire, okay. (laughs) And then we also had to go back to the dollar store, get envelopes, and then he would drive me to the post office. It was actually kind of an ordeal. And I know that doesn't sound like much effort now or either as an adult or in today's world but when you were a kid that was like two weeks to get all that together oh yeah so i had to get my mom to like take me to the mall i'd buy some blank tapes and then i'd have to dig up my tapes that somebody wanted in real time copy everything oh yeah you got to piece it together if i wanted something on tape six and tape like 84 so yeah when i was a kid you know you had to go to the mall you had to get the tapes and then you had to make all these tapes in real time like you were saying piece it together yeah you know it's not like everything that somebody wanted was all on one tape that you had so you were digging through your boxes of weird owl tapes oh and if you didn't label things correctly oh boy the horror and some things would be like a three-hour TV special, and then somebody would want like a 60-second appearance on Entertainment <laughs> Tonight. <laughs> There's always like a little tell back in the analog days that it was your copy, like maybe your station logo yep. would be on there, or you remembered like you missed the very beginning of something. And Oh, yeah. So now when you see it on YouTube, you can come across and be like, oh, this came from my tape. All the Al Music 1 stuff, I'm pretty sure is on my tape because I can see the bottom tracking bar. I'm like, my VCR did that. Yeah. Isn't that like, kind of funny? I do that. There's stuff on uh, New Kids on the Block videos that I noticed that tracking because I was into New Kids on the Block yeah. VHS trading. You guys, I had a great and very social childhood. Yeah. I want you to know how many people I dated in high school. I'll name them all now. And so that's everybody. <laughs> Sad but true. Yeah. <laughs> but, you know, my, my Weird Al tapes were always there for me on a Friday night. <laughs> I always had Lee sending me something. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Yeah, we, we got to be regular friends through this. Um, yeah. So I guess that's where we were going with our story, that we actually became friends through this. Yeah. And I, I never really stayed in touch with anyone else I tape traded with. I, I have actually stayed in touch with a few people, but you're definitely the yeah. person I talk to the most from it. I'm more antisocial than you are. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah, as we found out at this Weird Al concert, I'll talk to pretty much anybody that looks in our direction. Yeah, and I'm like, why are you talking to anyone? Yeah. No. I must have made like 10 new friends. <laughs> you did. <laughs> anyway, yeah, after all this tape trading and such, we stayed in touch and became buddies on ICQ and AIM. Good old oh, AIM. Oh, yeah. I uh, loved having away messages on AIM. <laughs> I'm in the shower. Here's a funny song quote to go with it. Boom. You don't get that nowadays. No, no. I want somebody to text me and I can just like have an auto response that says, I'm in the shower. Call me back in an hour or something. I imagine that's not going to go well anymore. 
No, because why would I text in the shower? You put it in a sandwich baggie. You know, it's not a bad idea, actually. Let me know how that works out for you. Fair enough. Okay. <laughs> so, long story short, that's how we got to know each other, was through Weird Al Relations. Indeed. And this has kind of been our foundation for two decades of friendship, is uh, Weird Al bootlegs. Yeah. So... We'll come back to that a bit. Let's talk first about the show and like yes. how this all came together for us. Well, when we saw that he was going on tour and doing this ill-advised, self-indulgent vanity tour, we're like, okay, we, we got to see it. And then we saw the meet and greet packages. We're like, yeah, we got to do that too. Well, I was like, it's not something I've ever sprung for before. Yeah. I, had, I had the fortune of meeting Weird Al a few times when I was a kid, uh, you know, I think the last time was maybe 2002. Okay. So it was still quite a bit. It's been a long time. Uh, and I always kind of wanted to meet him again as an adult. And so if we were going to spring for it, it was like, let's spring together. Yeah. Let's do it. And so uh, Lindsay traveled internationally to, <laughs> to come see Weird Al with me. Six hour drive, no big deal. Yeah, it's all good. And uh, we managed to get front row and... When I'm saying front row, oh boy, I, I don't, I don't mean the actual seat that's nailed to the floor. No, I, I mean they added another few rows of folding chairs that went literally up to the stage. Like yeah, if you, I leaned my head forward, it was on the stage. We could touch the stage. We would like backs in seats, put our arm out. We were touching the stage. I had my feet under the stage most of the show. Yeah, Lee kind of pulled back the curtains and we got to see under the stage. Yeah, there was like a secret tunnel. It was weird. Um, I keep Ruben down there. Yeah, right. <laughs> the new guy. <laughs> we weren't really sure what to expect with this tour because honestly... I'll say Weird Al really curates himself, and perhaps maybe a little too much. I I personally feel like he doesn't throw out a lot of rarities. Yeah. There's a lot of stuff floating around on the internet, and he's totally aware of that. And it's like, if you want to hear it, hear it. Great. But... Um, it's not like he's going to perform Orgy on My Own in concert. Yeah, exactly. And so when he put out his box set last year, we were just dying to see that track list. Because it's like, oh my god, there's so many things. Weird Al must have like a hundred unreleased songs. And this was a huge box set catered to Weird Al super fans. <sighs> Hardcore fans. So, you know, we've already got Belvedere cruising. We've already got everything on there. Yeah. And it was just disappointing. Yeah, the list came out and it was like basically some instrumental tracks from cds over the years and then some tv show appearances and it did not include electric shaver um well spy hard's on there at least yeah because where else are you gonna get six copies of that <laughs> so we were a, we were a little underwhelmed by the track listing i love the box set don't get me wrong like i pretty much listen to it every day oh no it's a cool concept it's you know for a weird al super fan we expected a little, a little more, more rare. A little more. And so when this tour was promoted as Weird Al is going to be playing the deep cuts, the songs you'd normally skip over <laughs> was, I think, the exact word I used yeah. for that. And I'm like, okay, because there's a lot of those. I would love to see how you do that live. Oh, yeah. Like, because his originals are very complex and usually have like a billion vocal tracks and just a lot going on. Um, 
I personally like his originals better than his parodies, though. I like I like both a fair amount. I, I mean, I guess I'm down the middle, because there's some originals that I'm really fanatic about, and then other, you know, I prefer the parodies as well. Yeah. So, you know, immediately, it's like, whoa, rare stuff, your mind races. You're like, what could he play? He's got, like, all these rare songs he already doesn't play, and then, you know, maybe there's unreleased stuff. So I was kind of skeptical that this tour would be what it was promised to be. Right. I was also kind of hoping for some new stuff. I mean, we kind of got that. Yeah. In a way, but I was, I don't know. Because he's done his record deal, and he can kind of just do whatever he wants. Yeah. So I got to say, when we finally did see this show, some of the stuff he started pulling out, this was like... I felt like I was watching Austin City Limits. It was a no-nonsense, which was kind of funny for Weird Al to say that, a no-nonsense show, <laughs> meaning whereas he would usually do the big extravaganza, this was his band sitting on stools, yeah, and they just would tell kind of a little story about the song, like most of the stories I never had heard. Yeah, I didn't know the Popeil one. Oh, what's that? No, that it wasn't Ron Popeil, it was his father. Yeah. That started it. I, well, I don't know the business of the Popeil, so. Well, now you know. And so, I loved the format of this show. Yeah, the banter, it was good, and the stories were good, and it wasn't too much. It was a perfect amount. Like, it wasn't him trying to drag it out. Yeah, nothing was, like, forced or anything. Like, he was just on, and you could tell he was having a good time. Yeah. you know, whereas his bigger show, I mean, there's a lot he's got to do to hit all the cues there. He's he's working hard to pull that off. And this was just like laid back. If you hit a wrong note, oh, well, laugh it off and keep going. And there there was a little bit of that, and it was kind of refreshing. Yeah. Like I saw at one point uh, his bass player sing a wrong lyric for one of the backup vocals. And I kind of looked at him, and he caught himself and like started giggling. And I did notice him giggling. Yeah, that was pretty good. I'm like, that's really good. That's also nice. We were up that close where we could see. Yeah, exactly. Everything, including Al. He's a very moist man. Wow, does he sweat a lot? Wow. 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 That that is how he has serious vocal chops. He just sweats it out. I guess so. It was just flying. Oh my god. And I mean, god. I kind of knew that before, but being. I don't know, on the front lines of that. You were getting the sweat on it's you. like, oh, baby, yeah. Yeah. <laughs> it was so good. And the, the songs he played at, at the show we saw, you know, if you're if you're a hardcore Weird Al fan listening to this, uh, obviously, I'd, I'd say everybody knows, like, Eat It and Fat and stuff, but he wasn't pulling out all that kind of stuff. This right. was more like Mr. Propeal, Mr. Frump and the Iron Lung. Oh, my God. Frump? Live killed me. It was so good. Was so good. I have a new level of appreciation for it. Yeah, the iron lung sounds come from pressing an air valve button on his accordion. I had no idea. That makes it more brilliant to me. I I liked his joke when he opened that song and he said, you know, there are only four people left who have iron lungs, <laughs> and if any of them are here tonight and offended, I'll buy you a t-shirt. <laughs> <laughs> That was pretty joyous. He, he was good, yeah. Yeah, it was really funny. Um, I, I feel like we got to mention the opening act, too. Oh, yes. Emo Phillips. You might know him from UHF. Uh, he was the opener. It was incredible. As we were on our way through this back alleyway to get into the venue, 
Lee was like, oh, that's Emo Phillips. That's Emo Phillips. And I just thought he was making fun of some guy with a bad haircut walking by, so I didn't pay attention. But nope. Emo Phillips walked past us. It was Emo Phillips. I just thought it was a guy with a bad haircut. I, I was trying to like get you guys interested for a photo or something, because uh, he's pretty cool about that, well, usually. Lost opportunity. Yeah. Yeah, no. so Emo Phillips was pretty awesome he was a really good opener yeah couldn't couldn't be a better opener for weird al than that he was on for about a half hour they kept it pretty tight the whole show was tight yeah i feel like the whole thing was under two hours well not our experience oh ours went on forever we're still experiencing it yeah (laughs) well with your with your ultimate deluxe geek bait package um we get to see this pre-show jeopardy thing yes that was also an experience. Yeah, it was Weird Al Jeopardy. And honestly, I really wanted to be on it because I knew. I just knew that I would know all those questions. And I did not want to be on it, so Lee took my ballot. Yeah, and so they pull a handful of ballots out on stage to like call up the contestants. And the first handful the guy pulls out, he says... Not these people. And he throws them on the floor. Okay. So after the Jeopardy thing, we're so close to the stage. One of those papers is right by us. And I'm like, let's see whose name was on it. It was mine. <laughs> yeah. It was mine. That figures. I really wanted you to go up there so I could bootleg it. Yeah. It would have been fun. <laughs> but it, it was a good time. But yeah, the, the song list he did on this tour. Amazing. Oh my Okay, so we know we're both Weird Al fans, but there are certain songs that I'm not so much a fan of, namely Party at the Leper Colony. What? I know, this is shocking to you. What? I know. So I was so thankful that he did not play. I was so worried he was going to play it and I don't have to sit there. In the front row. I know. Pretending to like it. Arms crossed. (laughs) I don't see. I don't think there's any that like I'm that opposed to. You know, obviously I'm going to have my favorites. Like uh, stuck in a closet with Vanna White. Oh wow, <laughs> it was amazing to see that. And I remember Larry and yeah. When he said bad hair, we're going to pull something off bad hair day. I'm like, oh my god, oh my god, here it comes. Yeah, because I was really gunning for Larry. And it happened. That was fantastic live. And he kind of wraps up the uh, the main set with this acoustic medley of his hits so you know the people that did show up and maybe didn't know what they were getting into yeah. for this show at least still get to hear some of the hits and uh he's redone them in kind of a vh1 unplugged way and his unplugged amish paradise i just lost it oh my that was so it. funny <laughs> It's like it sounds nothing like a rap song. The whole arrangement for everything was great. So good. Man, uh, I was surprised, but also really happy that he did one more minute because that is it's an original, but it's one that he would do regularly in regular concerts. Yeah, he hasn't done it, uh, I think, since he started doing Wanna Be Your Lover in 2003. Yeah, you're right now that I think about it. Yeah, so it's one like, you know, our first few shows, we saw One More Minute a lot, yeah. but not uh, not in a while. I was hoping he'd do One More Minute because in the previous shows we've seen, he would take scarves and then his boxers and hand them out to the audience members, kind of sit on their laps and do a little dance. It was great, and I'm always so jealous of the people that got to have Weird Al sit on their laps. Yeah. That's going to be on my tombstone, but... <laughs> <laughs> but because of the way... 
the setup was even he didn't get up and do anything. It was all very sit down, low shtick. But even if he could get up and go out in the audience, there was no way he could get between the stage and where our chairs were. <laughs> no, when I had to get up for uh, a quick break between the emo and the Weird Al set, uh, I had to make five people get up and leave the aisle. <laughs> I know. <laughs> I kept thinking the whole night, oh, please don't let anyone this aisle have to pee. <laughs> I think everybody was thinking that. In the I don't aisle. want to have anyone climb over me. Yeah, it was uh, going to be brutal. But no, it was an amazing show. Had a blast. The set list was great, but was there a song he left off that you were hoping he would play? There are, there are three songs remaining that he's done on this tour that I would have really liked to see live. Okay. UHF, One of Those Days, and Good Enough for Now. Good choices. Yeah. Some obscure stuff there. What about you? I was really hoping he hasn't played it at all. It's just my personal one of my personal favorite songs of his, Frank's two thousand inch TV. I told you it wasn't going to happen. I know, but I still wanted it. You've been reading the set list every day of this tour. I don't care, Al. I know you're listening. <laughs> How do you know that he's listening? Oh, we'll get there. Oh. No, I wanted Frank's um, Dog Eat Dog would have been great. You had seen him a couple nights before without the VIP meet and greet experience, and he played Dog Eat Dog. And, and I was, Nature Trail to Hell. I was very jealous of that one. Yeah. But overall, I really enjoyed the show that we went to. Well, and what was cool is, you know, I saw these two shows back to back, and they were, like, completely different. Like, there were only a few songs he did at both shows, and that was just amazing because before you'd see him two days in a row and it was the exact same show yeah. two days in a row. You'd see him two years in a row and it's like, okay, we got it. Yeah. Yeah. So uh, I was thrilled. And so as part of our, our deal, we got to meet Weird Al after the show. And well, okay, let me set the stage for this a bit. <laughs> like, like before we even go to the show, Lens is like, oh, man kind of nervous about meeting weird al and i'm like so nervous i'm like it'll be okay because i had met him you know way back when i'm like he's super nice i'm sure he's still a super nice guy and so then once we get to the show she starts freaking out a little bit more and then once the show's over and they kind of like put everybody in a line to start meeting weird al it's like oh my god this is going to happen like we are meeting weird al tonight. i was freaking out and i'm <laughs> so glad we got to meet him together because like that's a big part of our personal story like this is gonna sound really maybe maybe strange maybe sad or maybe kind of awesome uh weird Al has had a giant influence on at least my life i'm sure yours as well but just yeah. like i don't know in terms of like a role model of a guy who like really takes his work seriously even for what it is and just kind of like but also stays professional, goofy, but nice and not a jerk. <laughs> yeah, you know, he's really respectful of the people he parodies and everything. And I've just always really admired that and have tried to work that into uh, even how I function at my day job. So, yeah, uh, you know, that, that kind of stuff is important. So I knew that going up to him. And as an adult, I, you know, you think about that stuff more than you did when you were a kid. Right. So I was a bit nervous. Because I didn't want to go up and be like, Weird Al, I just love you for sure. I don't believe that. 
Yeah, that was, I, I didn't think he would be mean or anything when we met him. I just thought, what do I say to him? I have one, if I had one chance. And I had one chance. Yeah. What would I say? But here's the, here's the most unbelievable part. We didn't say the first words to Weird Al. As we were walking up to him, he turns around and sees us and says, Oh, hey, the Pop Rewind guys. Oh, my God. Okay, let me just say, <laughs> if there's any moment in my life I will never forget, even as a married man. <laughs> <laughs> that stuff doesn't matter anymore. No. It- <laughs> Weird, I'll call us the Pop Rewind guys. We have made it. <laughs> Wow, he recognized us. And then he was like, You guys were in front row. Yeah, yeah. I saw you all night. <laughs> we were. We were there. We, we were I was the one freaking out every time you said what song was next. That was me. Yep. Yeah. Oh wow. Just say those words again. Hey, it's the Pop Rewind guys. I'll never forget that. Should we tell them we had Pop Rewind t shirts on? Yeah, we did have Pop Rewind t shirts on. And we had fairness. matching shirts on. <laughs> and if you are curious about getting yourself a Pop Rewind shirt or a special shirt designed by Pop Rewind. We are still working on the shirt site. Uh, I'm just trying to get enough designs in the can so we can have a new one every month. Oh, that's exciting. I can't wait to see more of them. Yeah, uh, I've I've gotten some prototypes and they're actually pretty cool. So we had all actually rehearsed the night before how we were going to pose with Weird Al with my Weird Al action figure. With the VIP meet and greet experience, you got a photo with Weird Al, but they encouraged group photos just to move the line along a little quicker. Fair, yeah. Which is understandable. I mean, it, it was getting pretty late. I was surprised at how late we were there. Yeah, we got out like midnight or something. So we had it set that Lee and I would be on either side of Al, and then we had our partners on the outer ends, so we could crop it in various ways, which I'm sure makes our partners feel great being <laughs> cropped out, but they know the deal. We we went into this with a plan, and I was very glad that we all executed it according to the <laughs> rehearsal that I made us do with my Weird Al action figure. Seriously, we got here, and he's like, no, we got to do a test run. Yeah, I got to make sure this is going to work. And then even going up, he's like, okay, Lindsay, you give the guy the camera, and then we go on the left, and I'll go, yeah. Yeah. It worked. It, it did. did. It really and, did. you know, most people got, like, their minute with Al, and, you know, he's like, oh, it's nice to meet you. Thanks for coming to the show. And that was, you know, we saw a few of those in line in front of us. Well, when we get up there, he immediately, like, wants to talk about Pop Rewind. Yeah. And uh, we were actually got maybe a few extra minutes with him than most people did. I'm cool with that. Yeah, no problem. And so we told him a little bit of our story about how we met each other through Weird Al websites when we were kids. And he was just like genuinely interested in that. And I got to say, it's amazing even with all the success that he's had over the last few years. Like his career's taken a huge step up. Oh, yeah. And uh, he's still just such a down to earth, nice guy. Like you, you immediately connect with him yeah it's so odd it's it was in a good way it was it was it's fantastic i'm telling you it's probably the best moment of my life it was it was pretty good yeah i i put photos from it on my personal facebook account <laughs> and pretty much every single person who knows me was leaving comments like congratulations your dream came true. Is this your happy place? I was telling some of the people I work with where I was going and what I was going to be doing. And uh, one of the girls from work had commented our, on our Instagram photo, like, I'm so glad it all worked out. <laughs> it's so awesome. 
<laughs> yeah, they know me. Yep. No, it worked out. It worked out. That was an amazing show. It was a fantastic time meeting Al. It was amazing to get to meet him together with you. Yeah. And then it felt really good to say thanks for the laughs and... Oh, thanks for being the reason why we even know each other. Yeah, it just... You'd it, be listening to dead air right now. This this podcast would just be a, a blank file on your computer labeled virus. <laughs> this podcast is sponsored by Weird Al. Yeah, so we, we owe a lot to, uh, to the whole Pop Rewind thing to Weird Al. And so it was definitely great getting to meet him together. And, you know, we told him how much we liked this tour and how fun it was versus other tours. And I don't think he expected that people would like this tour so much. No, and a lot of it sold out. Yeah. Both both shows I saw are packed house. Yeah. Uh, so, I mean, people enjoy this. Oh, this is the best. He could just do this forever. I think if you're going to go to a Weird Al concert, that's what you want to see. And then if you're going with someone to a Weird Al concert, you'd probably appreciate the old style better. Yeah. So I could see him doing like a bit of both. But then if you're a person that's dragging someone to a Weird Al concert, you're probably dragging them to multiple. <laughs> I know I have. As evidenced by our 17 and 7 and 209, or no, 290 was that guy? Yeah. There was someone there that legit went to 290. Like every show on this leg of the tour, besides the Canadian shows he had gone to. Yeah. That blew my mind. I couldn't tell if I was jealous or not. Because like part of me is, part of me is like... Ooh, that might even be too much for me. Jealous and inadequate, but also maybe maybe it's best that I don't see him 290 times. Well, I think it's kind of funny that people are like, ah, I have the record for seeing the most Weird Al shows, because you know who's been to more Weird Al shows than anybody? Bermuda? Weird Al. <laughs> <laughs> He's been at every Weird Al performance yet. So after the meet and greet, we got some IHOP because we were starving and it was like 2 a.m. <laughs> it was such a late night. Uh, so on our way back to the place we were staying at, we were staying at a little B&B. We pulled in and I noticed that as we're walking to the B&B building out of the parking lot, there's a Ghostbusters 2 car. I forget what model. It wasn't an Ecto or anything. I'm like, oh, that's really, really cool. Nice. And I, I noticed it said... GB2 Magnum on it. I'm like, well, I don't know what that is, and it's 2 a.m. I'm not going to loiter in this parking lot and be creepy in the back <laughs> of this building here. So whenever I go inside, and as I'm winding down for bed, I'm just thinking, oh, I'm going to go on Instagram, check the Weird Al hashtag, and see who else posted photos of this concert. I'm scrolling, and GB2 Magnum shows up. What? Like, are you kidding me? And he's got photos of the Weird Al concert we were just at. What? I know, so I'm thinking, oh my god, he's in this building. I should like, like, hey, I'm in the next room or something. I don't know what room he was. That in, might have been a little creepy. That that's exactly why I didn't do that. Okay. I was thinking, like, okay, that's really cool. And what are the chances? Because it was a small B and B. I I don't even know, maybe like nine rooms. Oh wow, yeah, it, it's small. So that morning we head down to get the breakfast part of our B and B experience, and I walk in. There's it's just another couple, and then us walking in. And this guy has a Ghostbusters hat on and a Ghostbusters shirt on. I'm like, it's GB2 bagged <laughs> You think? I, what if it wasn't him? Well, I didn't say anything at first. I just kind of looked at him. And I we sat down on the table behind him because that's where we had sat the previous day. And I, I waited a couple minutes 
because I'm like, am I going to say anything? Because I'm really bad at talking to people, especially people I don't know. So like, I don't know if I want to say anything. Well, I should say something. And so I did. And we talked and like him and his wife were headed down to, I think, a convention of some sort. Um, I guess there's a Comic-Con or some kind of convention nearby. I don't know. Either way. It was really cool. And we just kind of chatted about the Weird Al show. That's awesome. And uh, I told him I saw the photos on Instagram and was trying not to be creepy. <laughs> but it was weird, too, because I guess uh, we had posted some Ghostbuster stuff. I know that's hard to believe. On, yeah. On Instagram, you're like, oh, yeah, I've liked some of your stuff before. I guess when you went to the profile, it, like, came up. See, what happens is once Weird Al notices your blog, everybody does. Right. But when I, when I went to his Instagram account, GB2 Magnum, uh... I noticed we had some friends in common as well. So I'm like, okay, we all run with the same crew, really. Something I thought was really interesting at this show, especially this show versus other Weird Al shows, is everybody there is a hardcore Weird Al geek. Oh, yeah. Like, I mean, this was a room full of the hardcores. Thousands of hardcore fans. And even though we're all socially awkward and never have anybody to talk about this stuff with... Uh, all the people waiting around before doors open, we still weren't talking to each other. (laughs) And I'm kind of one of those people that will just start talking to whoever's sitting nearby. I get that from my, uh, my mom's side of the family. And so I happen to be like browsing the Weird Al forum just to see if anybody's posting updates about the show. As you do casually, just (laughs) as I do casually (laughs) during the day and and there was a post there. It was like, I'll be wearing this shirt and I'm alone. So say hi to me. And I looked over and it's the guy sitting next to us. So I'm like, hey, hey, yeah, you. Are you the guy who just posted this? And I'm like, well, hi, this is me saying hi to you. He looked a little alarmed, but at the same time, he posted to do that. Yeah, he said say hi. He was nice. Yeah, yeah. And we know we had made friends with uh, 290. That was pretty cool. And uh, we made friends with another guy while we were sitting and waiting yeah. to get our stuff signed. And then we shared front row with someone else, and she was pretty cool. So yeah. it was just, I don't know. I came home last last night from the show, and I was kind of like, uh, you know, I really like meeting new people. Like I don't, um, but no, I'm kidding. <laughs> <laughs> You're like, I watch the same movie every time because I don't want to meet new characters. <laughs> I'm going to spend two hours. This is an investment. <laughs> no, I'm just, I'm a little more socially awkward and shy. So Lee usually takes the reins for that kind of stuff. And I just kind of sit at the wall. <laughs> it, it works. Takes, it takes me a while to warm up to people. I don't actually dislike people. It just takes me a bit. You don't have to lie. It's taken us 20 years. <laughs> you still lie to me. Ah. <laughs> oh. So anyway, yeah. Pretty much magical night all around. I... I feel like this was worth every cent we spent on this whole endeavor. And uh, it's kind of funny. We did this so early in our visit that today definitely felt like falling action. I know. Like, what do we what do we do today? Yeah. Let's, uh, and, you know, we did cool stuff. We went and looked at, like, vintage toys and things. That yeah, was cool. Yeah, it was a lot of fun. We had pizza. Yeah. I got some bourbon. So uh, I guess I'm going to go drink some more of it. I'm fine with that. Yeah, all right. So we're going to wrap this up here with something we've been pretty good about the last few episodes, and that's our polls. Yes, I think for our poll this time, what song is on your dream set list for this tour? 
The one you really, really want to hear above all others. The one I asked him why he didn't play it when we met him? Yeah. Well, I said I'll repair for you, even though there's no chance he'd okay. ever play that. Okay, a, a chance that the song would be played. Okay, a song that he's been playing on this tour that I would have liked to have heard was uh, good enough for now. Oh, does it have to be that he's actually played on the tour? Yeah, let's go with that. Okay, I'll do... Can I say Frank's anyway? No, he didn't play it this tour. Maybe he's gonna. I don't think so. You know that was on his, like, live Blu-ray. You can just get it and watch it whenever you want. Not the same. I want to see him in front of me sweating and spittle coming out talking about Frank's 2000-inch TV. It's Blu-ray. You'll see all that. I don't want to put my glasses on. Eh. Anyway, doggy dog. All right. So, Team Lee, if you're right and you want to go with good enough for now. Team Linz, if you're more right and want to go doggy dog. Hey, you know what, though? I'm going to... point out that these are both songs from polka party yeah which for some reason is always cited as his worst album but i don't think it is even close to it i love that album it is so good it's 10 songs and they're all great well i guess that would be my recommendation for listeners go check out polka party god remember the days before weird al i had to listen to ray stevens Mm. i got into weird al when I was 10 Mm -hmm. and I had only started listening to music maybe two or three years before that. And it was mainly Beatles and oldies tapes, like the oldies tapes you could buy at gas stations. Yeah. Uh, So I already had kind of an unusual non mainstream taste in music. Yeah. I had a Tiffany cassette and (laughs) then like the greatest hits of Ray Stevens. Oh man. This is what happens. That's painful. Wow. How could you not like Weird Al? I know. I like that he's starting to get... I'm seeing seeing this name for him now a lot more. Uh, Weird Al is being called a national treasure. Yeah, I have... I've been seeing that a lot lately. I've picked up on that, yeah. Which it is. Like, I think this country has kind of undersold him. It's definitely unique, and he's been doing this... Same thing since the 70s. I think it helps, too, that he's been doing different things since the record deal ended. Yeah, that's true. So he's doing Comedy Bang Bang, and he's making more appearances on Fallon, and while he did that Hamilton polka. Yeah. So I think he's being exposed to people that wouldn't really pay attention as much. I know he's kind of in the face. Yeah, and it's kind of like, oh, wow, this is cool. But you know what? Before it was cool... There were these two nerds and a couple GeoCities websites. Hey. <laughs> and a stack of VHS tapes. Which are still in my garage, and this is the summer I have to purge. So I got to copy all those digitally. You know, I was going to say there's some on YouTube, but Al Music is not on YouTube. There's clips, but not the full thing. I'm just going to copy all my tapes straight over. All right. Well, copy all music and send me a copy. I don't want to fish out my VHS. You have the master. I know, but... Oh. Yeah. So, I'm going to eat that Pulsar tape. <laughs> In addition to our GeoCities website, now we actually have our own website. Can you believe it? It's own domain called poprewind.com. What was that website again? Hey, it's the poprewindguys.com. We should register that. <laughs> Slash tilde weirdowl.htm. Yeah, right. We're also on a bunch of social media stuff. 
Yes, we are. We're on Instagram, Twitter, Facebook. No, we're not on Snapchat anymore. Like, don't just... I never update that. Uh, same with Google Plus. I, I update it, but I don't know what I'm doing with that one. Is that even a thing? Can we just like close that or I something? I don't know how. Uh, we've got some YouTube stuff going around too. Yeah. Uh, you can find us everywhere. So add us at Pop Rewind or at Pop Rewind Online. At Pop Rewind Online is Twitter. Everywhere else I think is just Pop Rewind. Yeah. Yeah, we kind of missed out on the Twitter thing. Yeah. But it's all good. You know why? Why? Because I think I'm going to wrap up this podcast and go listen to some Polka Party. Ooh, that sounds good. All right. Well, uh, we're out of here. Thanks for listening, and we'll catch you next time on the... Pop Your Wine Podcast. I've been Lee. I've been Linz. Later. Bye. Pop. Rewind. Rewind. Com.